0: You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Boness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church or service times or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Boness. Good morning and welcome to Riverview Church Bowness online. It's so good to have you here with us, whether you're part of our church family already or you're joining us for the first time as a visitor, you are so, so welcome to be here with us today. Now you've joined us at the beginning of a new series of messages that we're launching today and we'll be looking together at various encounters that Jesus had with people that are recorded for us in the Bible. And answering the question, hopefully, why on earth you should care about that? We're going to look together at what those encounters mean for for the people then and what they mean for us now. And most importantly, what they tell us about Jesus. So today, by way of introduction, I want to look together at why Jesus is the beginning, the middle and the end of all stories. So there's something about stories Right, something that is just so intriguing. Sometimes you just find one and you get lost in it. It stays with you, it somehow becomes a part of you. And you know, for me, one of the stories that I really love is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now I know some of you will love that too. Some of you will just be like, what, no way. But I find it incredibly epic. I find it really, really absorbing and exciting. And I love reading them again and again. I find more every time I read these stories. And you know what, the first book in the series sold over 150 million copies. So there are a few other people out there who agree with me that it's an epic story. We're all drawn to a good story, aren't we, right? And I think it's because we're actually all desperate to be a part of something, to be a part of something meaningful. Well, in fact, the human race is bound up in a story. It's in a book, and that book is the Bible. So the Bible's a library. Yeah, you know, it's a collection of writings that take many different literary forms. You've got historical documents, you've got poetry, you've got letters, you've got songs, you've got eyewitness accounts, you've got speeches, and they've been chosen, collected together, and bound together as one book. Why? Well, because amazingly, and by design, Even though written across centuries and from various cultural backgrounds, languages, places, people, they come together to tell one consistent and beautiful story. But the Bible wasn't written just to tell our story. Believe it or not, you and I are not the central characters and it doesn't revolve just around us. The 66 books in the Bible From the very first one, Genesis, to the very last one, Revelation, actually tell the story of God and his son Jesus and his work in the world by his spirit. The Old Testament, the parts that were written before Jesus was born, they tell of him. The New Testament, the account of Jesus' life, tell of him, of who he was then, of who he is now and who he continues to be into the future and beyond. So wait, 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 you might say, what? The Bible? So the Bible, isn't that just an outdated, irrelevant collection of contradictions and mistakes just riddled with ramblings from ancient history? Or or maybe you'd say it has nothing more to give me than just, you know, a couple of cliches and platitudes, Christmas cards, or maybe a bit of comfort at difficult times, or... Or maybe you say, nah, I've read it, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me, I'm just not interested in it. Or perhaps this morning you treasure the Bible, you love it, but you're not quite sure how it all hangs together. Well, this morning's not about discussing the reliability of the text, uh, how accurate it is, which, by the way, is way more reliable and accurate than maybe you've been led to believe. And for that, I can recommend really helpful books for you that we can put in the comments at the end of the message. This morning is simply an opportunity for you to get a window into the greatest story ever told and to see that you get a part in it too. The thing is, we're all caught up in this story and you can either embrace it or you can ignore it, but you cannot change the fact that you are a part of it. If you embrace it and you decide to find out what it's all about, then it'll be the greatest adventure of your life, I promise you. The Bible says, you will lose yourself in this story literally but you have everything to gain everything to gain and isn't that what we all want from any story so we turn today to the book of Luke in the New Testament chapter 1 and we meet a character called Mary now even if you're not a believer you're not a christian you've never read the bible you'll have probably heard of Mary right she was Jesus's mom yeah and here She's just been told by an angel, a messenger from God, that she's going to have a baby. And here's what the angel says to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verses 33 to 35. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. now wait, what? Wasn't his father called Joseph? Not not David. And who's this guy, Jacob, that the angel's going on about? So many questions here in these few verses. But Mary responds joyfully. And what we have recorded here in Luke is something called Mary's song. Something the angel said to Mary has triggered this song. We're going to read it together now. So verses 46. 55 of the same chapter say and Mary said my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my saviour for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant from now on all generations will call me blessed the mighty one has done great things for me holy is his name his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Now, to understand all of this, And why Mary was so chuffed about what seemingly isn't just a run-of-the-mill pregnancy and child here. We have to zoom out a little bit from her words here in Luke. So her song, this song recorded here, is an echo of the style of writing and speaking from many, many hundreds of years before her. It's in the vein of a great tradition of worshipful outpourings like this from women and men many of which are captured for us in the Old Testament books, like the Psalms, for example. Now, the author of this book here, Luke, includes this song for a purpose. It's written, although we can't tell because we have the English translation, it's written in beautiful Greek. The whole book is written this way, orderly, thorough, and through careful investigation, Luke says, of the events of Jesus' life. He explains to his reader in verses one to four of this chapter, and Luke takes great care to highlight through his writing style that these events sit within a bigger story. It can be traced right back to the origin story of the very people he is writing about, including Mary. Not only this, but Luke goes on to write a second book called Acts, which we have recorded in the New Testament, which is an account of events beyond Jesus' earthly lifetime, And all Jesus continued to do by his spirit through his followers as a message about him spread throughout the whole world, eventually reaching down the years to you and to me. So we've zoomed out from Mary here singing her song to Luke, the narrator of the story. And now we're going to look at where this story sits. So back in verse 47, Mary calls God her saviour. And to understand this, we have to go right back to the very beginning of the story, way back in the Bible to the book of Genesis. And here in Genesis, we read of a beautiful, perfect garden that God made and how he also made two human beings, a man and a woman, to live there, to enjoy creation and to enjoy a friendship with God. Now, to cut a very long story short, These two people made a disastrous choice, a decision that God wasn't enough for them. They chose to trust in their own way and they broke the beautiful relationship with God that they were destined and designed to have. They broke the perfection and the ease of life that they had in creation. They lost their own sense of identity and purpose and they handed down to each generation afterwards an inheritance. Of brokenness. We see it all around us today, right? The evidence of a broken world, unable to fix itself through the generations, unable to find purpose and meaning, a shattered story. You sense it in your own heart too, if you look hard enough. Don't we see it played out all around us in the difficulties we have with our identities, with injustice, with corruption, with the pain of suffering and loss? It all stems from this. But from the moment that Adam and Eve left the garden, God's plan of rescue was put into effect. What you mean? So like plan B? God's second plan for humankind, like trying to make something out of the mess? No, no. His plan, the Bible tells us, was agreed and established before the foundation of the world, before creation, because it's the only plan that allows for these events of sin, of of rebellion, and God's redemption. You know, there's a hint to this plan, all the way back in Genesis, when God tells of how eventually the enemy of humankind will be crushed by one of Adam and Eve's offspring, but not before this offspring is wounded in the battle somehow. And you know what? That is a glimpse of God's plan for Jesus That we hear about here in Luke. So God reveals the end game right here at the beginning that one day a descendant of this broken and rebellious couple will destroy the evil that's in them and in their race in the whole world once and for all. So it's a cool story so far right it's picking up here you're starting to get the picture so we're going to fast forward down the timeline hundreds of years I'm going to meet a really old guy called Abraham. And God speaks directly to Abraham. And this is what he says. This is in Genesis 17 verses 1 and 2. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. So God's promising Abraham he's going to be the father of a faith generation. Just as Abraham took God at his word and believed him, you can read the story here in Genesis, so after him would come a people of faith. Now God kept his promise to Abraham. He had many children, many descendants, and his grandson, one of his grandsons was called Jacob. Yep, that's the same Jacob whose house or family The angel told Mary about, in Luke, that Jesus would be the head of this faith people belonging to God. Jacob was later given the name Israel, which means wrestle or struggle, a name which eventually is attributed to the whole nation of the people descended from him, the people of God, the people of Israel. Back in Luke, in Mary's song, you remember, she mentions them both. She says here in verse 54, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. Even as he said to our fathers, God promised Abraham and Jacob slash Israel again and again that he would be their rescue from themselves. That the emptiness that they find in themselves, their separation from God would be filled. As Mary mentions in her song, the hungry will be filled and that their brokenness will be mended, made whole. So Jacob's family, his son, the famous Joseph of Technicolor Coat fame, and his brothers became the heads of 12 tribes. The story continues, which grew into a great and innumerable nation, just as God had promised Abraham, right? Well, yes, But were these the people of faith that God was speaking about? Actually, if you continue to read it, the vast majority of the remaining books of the Old Testament are the story of Genesis repeated over and over, but just in new contexts. So the story of God's grace and love towards his people, his goodness, his kindness, and then of their disastrous decisions, making that he is not enough for them. It has to be God plus, they say, okay? God plus my own rights, thank you. God plus my own wealth that I've gained for myself. God, yeah, God plus, but my own religion, my own religious ideas. God plus my own secret sin. But God, with patience and love, teaches the people how to belong to him again. And the people with repeating patterns of behaviour reveal their hearts to be always and constantly lured away. Even their greatest kings throughout history, like King David, the famous King David, can't fully escape the blackness of the, his own heart or lead the people into changed lives. So we're deep in this story now and into the story of the people of God and their kings come the prophets, people who declare messages from God about the true state of events that are unfolding here. And the prophets sow seeds of a greater story being told. They call to mind to the people the original promise from the garden, he will crush this serpent's head and he will strike his heel. Stories and pictures and visions of a future where rebellious and broken hearts are made whole again, just like he promised. He says, I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. A new heart I will give you, he promises. You will seek me and you will find me, he says. And this great tide of events told through the Old Testament story strikes now against our passage in Luke today. And the wave breaks. So let's zoom back in, back to Mary. She's so happy. She gets it. She knows her history. She knows what God has said and she knows that someone is coming to save her and to save her people, Israel. The promises are coming to pass. Somehow it's through the child that she carries and it's all being done by God himself. So let's read on a little bit here in this chapter of Luke of another song that's recorded for us after Mary's, a song which again echoes the styles of the writings of the Old Testament, but this time in the vein of those prophets we were talking about. It's a song by Zechariah, and he's a man related to Mary by marriage, whose own son, John, is destined to be one who will go before Jesus to announce Jesus' arrival and Jesus' mission on earth. And this is what Zechariah says. In verse 67 onwards, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied praise be to the God to the Lord the God of Israel because he has come and has redeemed his people he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he said through his holy prophets of long ago salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant The oath he swore to our father Abraham, you remember that one, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Did you notice what he said? Did you pick up the thread of the story there? The God of Israel, the people of faith has come. He remembers the promise to Abraham and the words of the prophets. And he sees how God is going to enable the people to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. But how? If that's not worked so far, how? If the people are dead in their sin, how? Let's read on. Verse 76. And you, my child, this is Zechariah speaking about his son, John. You, my child, will be called a prophet of the most high, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace did you catch that through the forgiveness of their sins that original problem that brokenness in the fabric of our being, that longing for purpose and wholeness, it's all going to be dealt with by Jesus, this light shining from heaven. From the very beginning of the story, through the whole account of this people, Israel, struggling, wrestling with their own sin and with their own God, all through the prophets up to now, it's all been about Jesus, who he is and what he's coming to do bringing light to darkness and life where there is death. Wow, wow, what a story. It's even better than Lord of the Rings. (laughs) But how? How is he going to accomplish this? Well, as we journey through Luke, through various encounters that people had with Jesus that Luke records for us, over the coming weeks in these messages, you'll see. Spoiler alert, it all culminates in Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection to life and his continued life today and for eternity. So where do you come into all this? (laughs) Well, the only way, the only way to have your brokenness fixed is through Jesus, by laying down your hold on your life and releasing it all to him. And his promise to you is new life. His promise to me is new life and a new heart for him, lived by faith in his saving work, won for you at the cross by his death and resurrection, the death you and I were destined for, the ultimate separation from God that Adam and Eve chose originally, that separation that Jesus took on himself instead. It's his story for his glory but it's also for your benefit it includes you and that's why the answer to the question why should you care is you should care (laughs) because you need to know who Jesus is and we invite you to keep following this story with us over the coming weeks whether you believe it or not because it's the greatest story ever told and you know what it turns out to be a true one so God bless you.